where we talk about the songs we like the most and other things that bring us joy. Um, <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, Richard. Boop! And we are ready to tell you about all kinds of songs. Oh, yeah. And first, because we can't really just walk away from this song just like that. What the hell did we just listen to? Are you talking about Ray Kara? Yeah, that. Okay, so, um, <laughs> first of all, I'd like to find out why it is the jam. I have so many questions about this song. Um, I, I just got back from a trip to Puerto Rico where I went to see my, my dear friend, Joni Jackson, mm -hmm. who runs a, she's a, she's also a music journalist and she runs a punk rock club in Puerto Rico called Club 77 that is super rad. And I was there for the weekend and like two nights that we were there, um, we went to Club 77 because it's amazing. Um, and on the second night that I was there, they were I was hanging out, there were bands, and then this song came on as a DJ was playing it, um, and I was like, oh my god, what the heck is that? And I uh, shazammed it, because I'm a dork. Of course. And but you can't just let it go. It's so good. It, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you understand. Mm. Um, that's why we're friends. So, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's Rigera. They are, and this is this is one of my questions about them. Besides, like, where did their like voluminous talent come from? Um, I think uh, lack of shame is probably where it came from. Maybe I don't have any answers. <laughs> um, so it's a tallow disco. They're they're, and which like previously I was not a fan of, but now I'm very intrigued because people are now because I, I won't shut up about this song. Um, people are like hipping me to stuff that's good, like Ivan. But I want someone to tell me why they sing in Spanish so much. They have another song called, like, No Tengo Dinero. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> so they're, but they're from Italy. Yeah, I mean, I did a little research about Italo Disco because I wrote about a song recently that um, definitely pulls from it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a song by Lentropica, who's also very, like, you know, electronic and stuff. Like, it's very, like, disco-y, whatever. Um, but I was, you know, I, I was looking into it and it, it seems like it was very synth heavy, always campy, generally musical garbage that was just really good. 
it was just catchy. It was just around the same time the disco happened. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, um, that kind of missing link between disco and sort of that like new wave. So it's sort of like, it, it kind of is, is like that connector between the two. It's, it's yeah, a little strange. It, it cool. also feeds into what they, what they now call Europop. Yeah. Euro mm-hmm. techno and these things. And, you know, it explains why some of that's also good. Well, and, you know, your question as to why it's uh, in Spanish, like, I mean, one of the articles that I read was just like, we don't quite understand why they always sang in English. They would sing in English a lot, and it's just terrible, and it's fantastic. They're right next to Spain, so maybe they were, like, trying to reach a Spanish audience. Because this was not really a thing in in America, so I feel like in Europe, um, they were probably trying to hit as many countries as possible, so Italian, English, Spanish, probably even a little French here and there, Mm. um... I mean, the Germans were much more into, like, the hardcore techno stuff. So, um, you know, I think that they, they saw a market for them. Um, I watched a, a movie this week. Um, I, uh, Almodovar's first film is called Lucy Pepe Bomb. And it, it's in, like, 1981 or something. And, you know, it, it's, like, an actress and, like, a punk rocker and a masochist. And they're all, like, really great friends or whatever. Oh, I've heard of this. It's got, like, a lot of, like, stars from, like, the Spanish... Does it? Um, I don't know. It's from La Morida. Underground? Yeah, it's really... Yeah, no, really, no, it's him. Yeah. It was really, really punk, and it was this really is, weird. This is another thing that I found out about from Joni, because she knows everything. <laughs> of course. So there's that. Yeah, no, and it's it's super cool. And so, like, you definitely hear some Italo disco. Like, you definitely hear, like, some Alaska y, uh, y los pegamoides in the background. Mm. You hear, like... It, it start like I'm I'm oh, obsessed. God, I need to see this. I'm gonna find the soundtrack. It's so good, and I'll send it to you because it's just like they play like a lot of like I think they even played um, the Go Go's or something of the sort. It, it had that very like rockabilly punk, you know, like the, that rockabilly punk sort of aesthetic to Early it. Early '80s. Yeah, it really was very that. So it's very cool. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so you were in Puerto Rico this week, um, and so yeah, that's why we're here. That's what we're gonna be talking about. Um, so first, let's let's you know we've spoken for quite a bit. Let's um, let's play some one of your discoveries. All right. So just to intro it a little bit, uh, Los Pepinos mm-hmm. is a band that um, I got to see the first. Uh, it was like, yeah, it was. Anyway, it was like <laughs> I think the first night when we were there, we we got down there and. Um, it's in this area, Club 77 is this area called Rio Piedras, and it's pretty cool, and this is in, like, kind of, like, a tucked away corner. There's, like, this kind of plaza, and they were playing a free show outdoors. The kids were all super cool and chill, and I wanted to live there forever. Um, <clears throat> this band has actually been around for, mm, like, 15 years. They recently put out um, an album... That's many people are saying is their best album, Alta Tension, and uh, it's got members of Las Ardias, which is you know oh, another cool. big band from Puerto Rico, um, and Davila Cc. Really? Yes. Oh, come on, super. And group. they've been around for longer than any of these bands. They've got their own little uh, genre of like punk, power pop. They call Rocky Roll. And, That's cool. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, this is, um, they've got a bunch of albums, but this song is off the new one that's super great, and, like, uh, it really captures for me, like, the awesome, special vibe that they had when I saw them. It's called, uh, Deja La Ciudad, and I just think this also really points out how great they are, because it's very hard to be a great 
power pop band and like keep things sounding fresh, but they've got they've got the gift. That's dope. Let's let's, let's listen to this. Yeah, let's. I've seen a, a couple of Puerto Rican uh, punk bands, and probably the one that always comes to mind is, you know, AJ Davila, Davila 666, or just Terror Amor. Um, and yeah, this has that energy. It's just like that. It's a very signature, I feel, Puerto Rican punk is, is very, like, identifiable in, in all of Latin America and all the Spanish-speaking world. It has that very poppy, melodic uh, way of singing it. Um you know, almost like like uh, like kind of like '60s crooners. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 have that way of singing about it, but like it's still like really badass. It's so fun. Oh my yeah. god, I can imagine just like four or five beers in the belly and just you know swaying yes. and jamming. No, that's that's and, exactly when the way you need oh. to hear this music, and so it's it's fantastic. Um, that's it's dope. I really well, like it. Well, we'll have to go there sometime. You you have to meet Joni. Uh, you have to see this place. You have to see these kids. Yeah, I mean, bands. I've never, you know, I've never been to Puerto Rico. So, like, it, you know, whenever I hear about the scene that's going on down there, I just get so excited. It just, you know, I, I, I grew up in Dominican Republic, so you know, Dominican Republic and 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 uh, and Puerto Rico aren't that so different culturally. You know, Puerto Rico having uh, the ties with the U.S. definitely makes it a little bit more modern and saying certain things, and you know, makes uh, way for the for this kind of like different. Um, sort of 
cultural, uh, I don't know, influx. Um, you know, like it, it's a better breeding ground for punk rock for sure. Um, you know, and also like the political and uh, economic struggles that they go through in, in Puerto Rico and like, you know, the, the, the con conflict between say the U.S. and Puerto Rico definitely makes it a great uh, breeding ground for punk rock. You know, there's, there's a lot of politics that you could be talking about. Yes, I think that um, I can I can really see what you're saying. Where there's like, a, you know, there's there's reason to be pissed off, but mm. then there's also like a lot of strange cultural contradictions and things that create the kind of tension that like really it's what uh, I think punk is really great for mm. expressing, sort of like modern confusions and dislocations and sort of um, instead of trying to puzzle it all out, you can just you can just be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it really just, you really need to vent. And I yeah. think punk is a really great medium for that. I think um, it sort of cuts the Gordian knot of modern life sometimes. Yeah. In a way that's very elegant. Um, so I what's... also love this band formally because uh, they remind me of so many of my favorite groups like Exploding Hearts, etc., etc. Anyway. So what are we listening to next? Okay, well, another band, I, the, the next night, I believe, we saw, and yes, I, I don't, I don't know why I don't remember exactly what happened, but... Um, it happens when you're at a punk show. Yeah, well... <laughs> so anyway, the, the next time we were in, we, we were back at Club 77, we were seeing a showcase. Shannon the Clams was headlining. I was super excited. They are one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, Really? Yeah. I, I love them. I have a t-shirt that I wear, and people, and it's got Toxie of the Toxic Crusaders on it. And people are like, oh my god, I love your shirt. What is it? And I'm like, they're, and I'm like, they or they think it's a Toxic Crusaders shirt. And I'm like, well, it's this band, Shannon and the Clowns. And they're like, what do they sound like? And I say, they sound like fucked up doo-wop. And I feel like that really sums it up pretty well. Awesome. So um, what are we listening to by Shannon? Um, we're going to listen to What's the Point of Being Right, which I think is one of, it's a standout from their most recent album, which came out uh, in 2015. Um, yeah. Dope. Let's okay. Take a listen. Let's take a listen.
Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, Shannon, that was really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that song. It's not very representative of their sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of more of like, almost has like the feel of like a 50s novelty hit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that is kind of what they do. They, they, they say they're, they're very influenced. They wear like kind of corny, cliched costumes on stage. They're very campy. Um, they claim, I interviewed them once. They, they said that uh, one of their major influences was the Muppets. Yes. Um, so, you know, that kind of like, uh, slightly cornball, but still like emotionally truthful thing is it, that is the kind of their territory. What is this? Um, again, once again, I I, I definitely got that sort of doo-woppy sort of you know crooner uh, sound to it. What is it? Is this the the state of punk? I mean, you're definitely more uh, versed than I am. I think not really. Um, it was for a while. Like definitely a lot of the most like exciting bands uh, were doing kind of like a, a bubblegum thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very into that. Uh, Do we know where that came I from? I still am. The uh, sort of punkabilly? The the American id. <laughs> it, it comes back. I mean, garage, garage punk that has this kind of sound never really goes away. Right. It just comes into vogue. And goes out of vogue, but it it goes back where it where it dwells until America and the rest of the world has needed it again. I think the U.S. is just um, obsessed with mashups. It's like PB and J, or like you know Laurel and Hardy, or Beyonce and Jay Z. You know, like we just need the best of pop. we just need the best of both worlds in the same place. Like you know, like I don't know, fried onions and you know, uh, I don't I I don't know where that was going. But yeah, you know, I think. I think a lot of actually like a lot of them like the punk right now that like is is really exciting is uh, not garagey at all. It's more like inspired by Japanese hardcore or something like that. Like baby metal. Mm-hmm. That that feels that's a lot more novelty. Yeah, that's no. I just wanted to say baby metal. Not what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I think uh, well, like a, a band we were talking about a little bit before who's based here, uh, La Misma. They're like a really exciting. Uh, hardcore punk band. Okay. Um, maybe we should talk about them on another episode. Let's. Well, I will talk about as much punk as you will let me talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, again, I, I'm, I'm a pop guy through and through. Like, you could blame it on the being gay. I like to blame it on the me just being, trying to have a positive outlook on life. I mean, yeah, which is so, like, uh, you know, um, in that case, we can both agree on pop punk, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Except Green Day. I don't enjoy Green Day. You know they had some good songs. Oh yeah, well I mean if we're, <laughs> you know if we're, if, you know if we're talking about little underground Green Day, you know Yang Yang and a, like a dirty club and where they're from California somewhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know fine, but I don't know I just don't see them on Broadway being like yeah I would go to that I would oh. really I would I would have really gone to that. I mean I I I, I get it you know American you're, Idiot that's what it was called. You know I don't I don't fault it. Um, for being mainstream or successful, I, I don't think. I any... feel like their destiny was to have a Broadway musical <laughs> all along. <laughs> I, I mean, because a lot of people, like for example, would talk shit about Blondie when Blondie started mm. getting more successful. You know, and my 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 response to that is: Do you really think we're just in it for the love? I mean, you obviously you're an artist. Mm. You want to make stuff that you believe in, but you also want to be successful in the process. It may not be that you know. You, you are only in it for the money, but you do want to get your stuff heard. You do want to see the world. You know, I'm not going to blame 
any artist or mus musician for trying to get to become more successful. If you compromise what you're about, that's one thing. But if you move out of your comfort zone and start exploring new things, that's a very different thing. You know, it's like people who talk shit about, you know, like all these indie bands that sort of explore a new sound. You know, it can't all be fuzzy lo-fi recordings you know, recorded in their basement. And I mean, that's my favorite thing, and even I get sick of it. But you know, like, history has borne out, uh, they've, has, has sort of, I think, vindicated Blondie many times over. Absolutely. Where, like, you know, they, they wrote brilliant pop songs with a punk edge before people even knew what punk was, mm -hmm. and then they, you know, became hugely influential, where, like, now everything has to have some kind of punk edge. Well, so. I think Blondie is a fantastic example when examining uh, punk and sort of the, you know, the chinks in the armor, um, because Blondie was not particularly hardcore or angry, but it was all about the attitude. Mm. It was very like I, in my mind, although the Ramones and Blondie are the epitome of New York cool. You know, definitely. It, there's the, the that badass chick who's just sort of like woke up you know, applied her makeup in five to seven minutes, threw on a leather jacket, and was like, fuck it, this is this is the look. And I, I really feel, don't think that's been improved on. No, I think everybody, I think to this day, it's just that that is an, uh, I don't know, it's an equation that still works. You know, for men, it's a little bit different. It did get a little stagnant, and now you got the lumbersexual and all that jazz. Um, but, but well, again... They're still learning. But for girls, I think for, for women, just that whole sort of badass kind of disheveled, but still really well put together that, you know, Debbie Harry epitomized. Yeah, people, like, it hasn't the, gone out of style. The women's, like, style blogs are always being, like, being, like, here's, like, five tips for, like, how you can be more, like, an effortlessly cool French girl. And I'm, like, <laughs> um, I'm gonna stick with, like, going for effortlessly cool girl in New York. Bye, BuzzFeed. I'm, yeah, I'm not get, approaching that, of course, but, like, I'm gonna keep that as my ideal. Thank you. Well, anyway, from, from New York City cool back to Puerto Rican cool punks, uh, what else yes, do you got? Speaking of pop punk, um, the opener was Reanimadores, who I missed a chance to see them here, but I got to see them in Puerto Rico, so I was very excited about that. You know what that um, means, right? Reanimated? Reanimators. Yeah. So I think they're probably referencing H.P. Lovecraft. Oh. Well, H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, the movie was based on H.P. Yeah. Well, it shows what I know. All so right. I love this sort of punk sci-fi, like, 60s B-movie sort yes. of edge that, you know, I don't I don't understand. What is this? What, where, what am I missing out? This is such a cool vibe. Where that comes from? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the whole, like, sci-fi thing, I, you know, besides David Bowie, I would probably trace a lot of the um, sci-fi B-movie obsession in punk to the misfits oh um, yeah okay i don't know it's all it's actually always been there but you know um it's sort of like the misfits the cramps that whole vein yeah oh know? i love bikini girls and machine guns <laughs> yeah so it's like and that's always been there i mean like bikini kill yeah uh, it's in the name diarrhea planet you know, so, yeah, it's like there's so much of it. Yeah, it's so, it's, there's this whole through line. And I don't know, a lot of things about punk, like, you, people are right, we're still, like, writing their theses, trying to, like, anyway. So good. What about it? Random Mandores yeah. have this song, Estasa Key, that, you know, I think is, they don't have a proper recording, but I think this really captures, like, what they're like live. 
Oh, is this a live um, version? No, no. Oh. Um, it's but it it's it's a recording that they have. It's on their SoundCloud that I think is is their best recorded representation of who they are. But I do hope that you know something comes out soon. Um, and what's so the name can, of the track? Estás aquí. Okay, cool. So let's go ahead and hear that now. All right. One, two, three for Jesus. We need to bring that back. Yes. I like, I like one, two, three Jesus. Um, for the listeners, one, two, three for Jesus is uh, my very sophisticated editing uh, method. Um, That's how we know to wait to talk. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, I, you know, Midorius, they're super fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about it again. Just, I, I feel like I'm maybe going to have the same comments over and over again. It's just Puerto Rican fun- punk fucking dope. I, mm-hmm. again, it's just, it, it really just sounds like it's a really good time. Like, tell me about the shows. What, what was the show like? I don't know. People were chill. Um, everyone was really into Shannon, the clams. There was crowd surfing. Um, well, cause you just told me that they're not Puerto Rican. So I, yeah. they probably had a big crowd there for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot of bands come to play club 77 from all over. Um, lots of great punk and indie bands. It's kind of like the spot. And so, yeah, when, and then, you know, um, a lot of bands, you know, like Shannon the Clamps might not come to Puerto Rico all that often. So when people, you know, so when they do, people are like super stoked. And yeah, so like the show is off the hook. Um, you know, we, we drank a lot of Medalla Light and... Hello. Yeah. Um, so what was it? I mean, okay. So around what time did you get to like, say Club 77? Um, the show started a little late. Um. As it should. It's a punk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so I don't know. Imagine Shannon didn't even hit the stage till like 2am or something. I don't even remember. I'm sorry. I thought I, I should have taken notes. Oh, please. Um, you just, hey, you were at a yeah. punk show. You, if you remember the end of it, you probably were at the wrong show. Yeah, I, yeah it's a little sketchy. Um, um, we, was this in, this is in San Juan, yeah? But yeah, so we, yeah, yeah. So we, sh- in, in Rio Piedras. And okay. So yeah, I don't know. Actually, so like the show was like not quite going on yet and so we left and um i took joni's advice and checked out uh this place it was like a it was a bar with food and i got some very good mofongo and i'm yes. obsessed with this now this wait is, mo- is mofongo like drunk food like is that like street food kind of yeah i mean you know what it is yeah I'm puerto rican yeah <laughs> yeah well it is like it's well it's drunk food to me um i got it with like a little chicken yeah 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 mm, and it's good it's heavy um, as hell Yes, but, like, I hadn't tasted it, and, like, I didn't, I thought it was going to be, like, um, what's the word for, like, salty fried plantains? Uh, tostones. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little dry like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's the most magnificent, savory. So anyway, after that, I didn't need anything else out of life. But, no, I went to the show, and it was great. Um, I don't know, people are, like, very stylish. Um, yeah, I, there's what a, were the looks? What were the looks? Oh, there's a fashion with ladies, um lots of people were wearing glitter under their eyes and it was a very good look though it seems to be like a trend a look that we need to replicate i'm thinking yeah okay whenever like you know uh, los pepinillos or whoever comes to play new york we're gonna that's the look that we're gonna do we're gonna be like yeah yes we, yes i'm gonna do it you like a super fan yeah. i love you so it's a there's a very glamorous rock and roll look that a lot of people were doing mm. and so it's just like yeah, I was in heaven. Was I'm probably, great. I'm getting images of, like, greasers, like... A little bit, a little bit like that, but, like, very updated. Pompadours, mini dresses, combat boots. Yeah, but, like, with, like, leather lots jackets. of... But with, like, lots of, like, um... Was it too hot for a leather jacket? A little jacket? bit. It is, but no one cares. Oh, they're still wearing them? Yes! Punk rock. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Like, fuck the Caribbean, fuck the sun, punk to the soul. Yeah, or maybe, like, you know, if you live there, you're, you're used to it, you don't care. Um, okay, cool. So, um, you have one more, uh, song that you brought, yeah? Yeah. Who is it by? Um, Los Manglers. They were a jewel. They went on right before Shannon the Clams. And, um, I don't know. They've got this great, uh, combination where they're like, they got this like loose garage rock thing, but there's also kind of like psychedelic and romantic and kind of weird. And so it was just like, 
I was in another state when I saw them play. Um, you mean drunk? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, their album that came out last year is called Between Worlds. So the song I'd like to, and it's it's on this great um, record label from Puerto Rico that puts out a lot of great Puerto Rican bands, okay. um, such as Fantasmias. The band is called, uh, no, the, the record label is called Last Bummer. Oh, I saw so that. Yeah. A pun in there. So yeah. Um, and I don't know. So like they're very, they're very gritter, gritty, this band, Los Manglers, but also like kind of velvety at the same time. I don't know. And, and so anyway, I feel like this, this song really typifies what they do that I like. It's called Before the Mirror. Okay. And yeah, let's check that out. the other songs were similar not in that they were like you know boring or anything but like i could hear a connecting thread mm -hmm. this uh this song uh 
you know, I, I, I said I was a little apprehensive at first, but I actually do like it. Um, but it does sound different in that it, it has a more straightforward rock and roll sort of sound to it. Yeah, no, they, they kind of, like, they can coexist on a bill with, like, indie bands. Sure. They can be on a bill with garage rock bands, you know. They could be on a psych festival. Right. You know, because um, they're doing, they've got a lot of different things going on with their sound. Because um, I was definitely getting more musicality than I would from, like, a basic punk band. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not really a punk band, but they do have, like, their early songs are, like, more, like, garage pop. Garage pop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, like, kind of more, like, psych direction that they've been going is very cool but it's sort of like i think it's like a new thing it's something they're developing yeah because it it definitely had like a bluesy sort of fuzzy guitar um i would compare them to the black keys but i don't really care for the black keys so i'm not gonna do that to them um but yeah like i feel like it's very like updated cool you know, dark couple beers, you know, maybe like you're hitting on Bay or potential Bay. Um, and it's just like, this is what's playing. Yeah, exactly, that's just... the romance. They're, they've got their yeah. romantical. It was sexy. They're, Something about it was yeah, very, they, se- they was very sensual. They are very sexy. Um, and, uh, and you were telling me the guy was like, one of the, I think the bassist or whatever, who's a total cutie, by the way, if you guys just find them, uh, that apparently he was wearing, uh, like, this velvet jacket or something? Yeah, with, like, embroidery. It's, like, a very 60s rock star kind of a thing going on. I'm very into it. Um, I'm obsessed with Puerto Ricans being like, fuck the Caribbean. I'm going to wear cool digs and just whatever. It is It is very punk, not dressing for the weather. Yeah. Um, well, and then, I don't the singer, uh, she was wearing, like, also, like, a velvet dress. Maybe that's why I feel like their music's velvety, because, like, I'm very suggestible. It hates, like that. you know. It, a... Or maybe that just, it fits their sound, and they know that, and I don't know. I definitely I definitely get it from, get that from them. Um, did you ever see this blog called, like, Goths at the Beach or something? It, this is this is sort of, like, the what I was envisioning for this episode. It's just, like, there was this great, this fantastic blog of legit just pictures of Goths at the beach. And so, like... You would see, like, you know, this cool emo whatever guy in, like, a black Speedo and just, like, yes. seven piercings on his lip and cowboy boots. <laughs> and it was just like, what is happening? Well, you know, this is, like, a question that anyone who lives someplace warm and gets subcultural has to figure out. Like, I grew up in South Florida, and I'm like, so what am I going to wear to the beach? Um, and, you, you know, you work it out. But it always, it's, it's something, it's a, it's a little awkward. Um. um, okay, cool. So, well, I'm glad you had a great time in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the music finds were definitely awesome. Uh, you know, we uh, will be hashtagging Thank them you. and atting them uh, on the social medias. Uh, so again, just make sure to check out, you know, all like the Puerto Rican punk that we featured today. Again, that was Los Pepinillos. Reanimadores, Los Manglers, um, featuring Shannon and the Clams. Um, so, you know, I brought in some stuff, um, you know, because I wanted to keep with the tropical vibes, uh, you know, but, you know, since we're definitely trying to keep it with on the new music sort of spectrum, um, yeah, I tried to, to stay within that area. I didn't, wasn't able really to find anything from Puerto Rico that's like new, new, um, you know, favorite bands, from, you know, uh, recent memory, Los Walters, uh, uh, Pofe Los Fetiches, I mentioned AJ Davila, um, 
But I, again, I do want to keep in with the tropical vibes. And so Algodon Egipcio, uh, Checky, um, he uh, put out a song, uh, what, two weeks ago now? Mm -hmm. uh, Not called, that long ago. Yeah, it's called La Estrella Regular. Uh, it's off his new album, La, um, La Confianza Ciega. Um, and yeah, you know, I've, I've been following him for quite some time. I'm really excited about uh, this new album because he's very... In the past, at least, he's been very ethereal, very shapeless, you know, even though he sings and there are lyrics, you can't understand the damn thing he says. Um, but on, on this new track, it, I was really excited to hear um, lyrics. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think he has, a, he has a lot to say. Yeah, he's very interesting. Um, again, he has a, he's a very interesting person. If you ever get a chance to meet him, he is the shit. Um, he is just super nice, super humble. Um, very talented graphic designer, musician, all of that. Um, so yeah, so we're going to listen to La Estrella Irregular, um, and yeah, we'll talk about it.
that outro is legit my favorite. It's, it's I don't even know. It, it's what is it? <laughs> it's just like lasers. It sounds it sounds like lasers. Just pew 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 pew, and, and it really just gets me in a good mood. That's the great thing about electronic music, where it's sort of like you know, with like a, a rock band, you're like, okay, and this is the guitar, and that's the bass. With electronic music, you're like, so. And yeah, so that when they when they outro with the lasers, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and you're like, "Oh, okay, girl, hey, um, cool, yeah." And so to stay uh, in the tropical vibe, um, actually, you I don't think you've heard this song yet. Mm. Um, so Tony Gallardo, aka Marie Jose, aka Tony Gallardo dos, aka Muchachitas, aka Boy Patrol, aka El Capricho. Um, he, you know, get just. He's like the P. Diddy of Latin America. Um, you know, he um, he has a new project uh, called El Capricho. Uh, it's really cool. It's really interesting. I'm not yes, going to... I've heard about this. Have so, you? Okay, yeah. Update me. Okay, well, it's brand spanking new. Um, he really just sort of fell into this. I'm not going to say too much about it. I want to I wanna play it for you since you don't really know about it and it's very different from all his other stuff. Um, I just saw that online and I was like, oh, what's he doing now? Yeah, he, I wish, he's one of those people that is brilliant, um, but that you kind of wish they would put down six of their projects so that they could finish one. Mm. Um, You know, again, he is the shit. Uh, His EP from the Summer Boy de la Costa is awesome. It was one of my favorite things I heard all year. Um, His album, Club Negro, is incredible. Um, so again, the man has talent, mm-hmm. even if he can't get it together to finish a thing. Um, but he is, uh, and he's just an overall awesome human. So we're going to listen to, um, 29, uh, it's spelled in Ro- uh, uh, Roman numerals. So it could be 29, it could be 29. It could just be XXIX. <laughs> Who knows? Um, it's open to interpretation. It is very open to interpretation, especially when it concerns Tony. Um, but yeah, this is El Capricho, uh, Tony Gallardo's new project. Umped.
I just want to go on record. Tony Gallardo is the shit. I mean, I agree. I tend to agree, yes. <laughs> if you don't know, you should know. You do know now. Tony Gallardo is fucking dope. He's cool. He's just an awesome human who has taken me for tacos multiple times in Mexico. He's a mensch. He is the fucking guy. And, um, yeah, and so, like, you know, he sent me the song. He's like, so what do you think? Um, you know, he was, like, he had just put it out. Um, and I really dug it. He said he was listening to a lot of Beach Boys, mm. that he'd been listening to a lot of um, East Side Story compilations. I know um, that. Uh, it's, it, it's these kind of, like, um, really lo-fi compilations of, like, this sort of garage, sort of rockabilly, surf rocky um sort of stuff. I have the link. You I was need to hook me up with that. It's really good. It's really good. Um and so yeah, so this is sort of how he, what he's been what he's been feeling. He said it was like he really liked um off his last EP, Tropico de Aquario, I think he said was his favorite song. Mm. Um and Oh I can I can feel that vibe in here. Exactly. But it's also completely different yeah. from anything else he's done, which I kind of love. Yeah. It's like you know, Shannon LeClamps is like fucked up doo up. This is like chopped and screwed doo up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's not even like it's a next step. It's the next staircase. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, also, I'm like, why, man? Just put out a whole album of this. So he said that he he has like two songs, two two or three songs completed. Um, He said that he's moving really like rapidly, uh, you know, and I follow follow him on social media. And I know that he uh, even posted recently that he just finished another two songs. So he said he, he has intentions of putting out a proper album as El Capricho. Mm. Um, Boy Patrol uh, is... Uh, it's really interesting if you really kind of like listen to all his separate projects. Um, where Marie Jose is very like... It's, it almost even verges on punk uh, mm. from time to time. No, yeah, it's, it's like very punk like, electronic. That's why I love it. It's very noise. It's very rock. Um, you know, where Tony Gallardo does is very synth dance... You know, a Boy Patrol is very deep house. Mm. Um, and now... Yeah, Tony Gallardo, he contains multitudes. Yeah. And now El Capricho is sort of, you know, this fantastic, psychedelic moment at the beach. Um, yeah, tropical depression. That's, tro- that's what we've got here. That would be, that would be accurate. That would, that would be an accurate description. Um, okay, last track. Not at all in any way, shape, or form tropical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it. we could not not talk about it. Um, Alex Amvanter, you know, uh, he is the one of the biggest uh, pop names, or names in indie pop, really, in Latin America. Um, he put out his last album, Rebeldes, about three or four years ago now, um, and it was, it was a huge success. Uh, toured it international, you know, Europe, uh, U.S., all of Latin America. Um, and so, and the fans are very devoted, as I learned after writing a little bit about this new song. Um, yeah, and Alex is Alex is one of my faves. Alex is one of my faves. Um, you don't touch Alex. Uh, Alex is, uh, Alex is a, a songwriter. He has a very clear point of view. Um, and I, I, when somebody asks me like a, like a comparison or something, I always compare them to say Robin Mm. because it's really, it's dance music, but there's very, 
um, emotional, very it, it very emotional songwriting. It there's definitely heart there, um, and there's a, and there's a message, um, and so this new song, uh, "Siempre es Viernes en mi Corazón." Um, he, it's you know, it's a struggle that he sort of um, has has been talking about for a long time. He's from Chile. Chile is rather conservative, uh, especially when it comes to queer rights. Um, so he has touched on that on that um, uh, on that subject in the past uh, with uh, the song "Como Puedes Vivir Contigo Mismo," which was also uh, the first single off his previous album. Um, the video even referenced Paris is Burning. Um, he has featured, uh, on, for the video, uh, for his video, uh, for his song Tormenta, um, you know, a number of couples, uh, both heterosexual and, um, otherwise. Um, so it's very, you know, he's a very involved member of the community, uh, whatever his story is, is his own. Um, but yeah, and this song in particular, it, again, follows that trajectory of liberation, I feel. Um, I've listened to the song a lot, A, because it's awesome, um, but B, because I feel like it re rings very true uh, to a lot of people. This may not be his story, but it's definitely the story of many people, um, sort of just like thinking of life as a week and then that you can be free on the weekends, you know? Um, so so that's, that's interesting, yeah, because I've heard this song and it does, now when you put it that way, it does take this sort of like traditional um pop theme of working for the weekend mm -hmm. or you know there's a lot of pop songs like that and then it sort of it takes that to like a almost a sublime uh spiritual transcendent metaphysical place mm -hmm. and so that that wow now i love the song even more that, yeah wow. okay well he because he definitely um it's it's a very aggressive song it's a very direct song and i i love you know i love a good read and here he's really going in uh, on like the politicians and the church. I mean, he has a line um, about you know they the I don't want to burn for no good reason. If if something should burn, it's Congress and the church. You know, it's like damn. Okay, I see you. Um, you know, and uh, the, the, and then there's a lot of that. And again, Chile is a very conservative place, and even though it, it is uh, one of the most developed and um, you know, wealthier countries in Latin America, it still has a lot, a long way to go in terms of social issues. Um, and so Alex is definitely sort of, he uses his platform and his voice um, to do a lot of, of talking and, and fighting for, um, the, you know, social justice. Um, you know, it's, he doesn't even just talk about LGBT rights. He talks about, you know, feminism. He talks about um, a lot of the discrimination that, you know, Mapuches, uh, the native people of Chile face. Um, he, he does a lot of stuff, and he, again, he performs at, at, say, parades and marches and stuff, and now a lot of the uh, things with the, um, with the student occupations of schools and universities, he was very involved in that, he was at the marches. Um, so again, he's a very involved member of the community, and um, yeah, and this song is just so good. <laughs> um, do you have anything to say about it? Because I feel like this is going to be our sign-off. Yeah, I don't know, it's sort of... Um... For one thing, it's it's very uplifting and, and super fun. But then again, yes, the lyrics are very clear mm -hmm. and very acerbic. And you know, it's it, so it is very much a political song in a lot of ways. It's a protest song, yeah. but it also like it ties back into. But it's not like 
this is what you should be doing. This is like what needs to change specifically. It's like more tied into like, it's also a very personal song, mm. you know, tied into like what people are living. And, you know, so I think that that's what makes it very powerful. He's done preaching. This is a battle cry. Yes. And, yes. and yeah, and you know me, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a confrontational person. So I love it. I see it. I'm here for it. I've danced it. This song I've played more times than I care to admit on air. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no, I think that that's why the song is so great because it's like uh, you put it you put it perfectly because that's what makes that's what makes it so stirring. Mm. You know, so it's it's not even a it's not even a protest song. Like I said, it's it's more of um, just a fight song. And I, you know, I think about because the, his new album, which is called Amiga, and it's being released in April. I believe, yeah, I believe it's April. Yes. Um, it's uh, it's coinciding also with the release of his first film, um, which is uh, called uh, Nunca Va a Estar Solo, you're, You'll Never Be Alone, wow. or I'll Never Leave You Alone, uh, which is based on um, the death, the hate crime, really, that resulted in the death of uh, Daniel Samudio, who was uh, a 16-year-old gay fan of his. Um, and again, this, this sort of goes, is added to sort of the social justice fight um, you know, he had a fan that was, you know, brutalized because he was gay, um, and, and he died of those injuries. And so he made a film about it. He like, you know, became involved with the family, um, wrote it, directed it. Um, it's debuting, um, this month, I think at the, uh, Berlin Film Festival, wow. um, which is a hell of a platform to have your debut, um, film, uh, premiere. And so again, I just feel like this, this, this sort of energy the song really spoke to me, especially because thinking about the film, you know, again, Daniel Samudio was 16 years old. I put, your, I put myself in the, in the place where when I was 16, I could not come out when I was living with my family. And it's just to think about those moments looking, you know, viernes, Friday is sort of that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, when could I be free? And I was free when I was in my bedroom by myself, blasting share CDs. Or, you know, I was myself when I was like, with my friends at parties, you know, away from home. Or like, you know, when I, as, as an adult, I came out to all my friends from, from high school and everybody was like, we know, or, oh, that's cool. Um, you know, so, so I put myself in, in that position. And it, again, it's, it's, you know, um, the song could be autobiographical. It could just be talking about people. Again, I don't care to presume. Uh, it's not my business. But I do think about, all the number of ways that this can affect and even help um, a listener who might be trapped in a situation that they cannot overcome. Um, you know, a 15-year-old boy or girl um, who is very much, uh, who might be gay or trans um, and can't really do anything about it because they can't work or support themselves or, you know, family is really what matters to them and they don't want to be ostracized. You know, um, I think this this touches a chord there. Um, and... Yeah, so it's been a tropical, sunny episode. <laughs> We're going to end it on some disco goodness. So uh, I'm Richard Villegas. Beverly Brian. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Viernes, siempre es viernes en mi corazón. Siempre quiero la total destrucción de este mundo que he conocido y el trabajo que no tiene fin. Viernes, siempre es viernes en mi corazón. Quiero 
montón Todo el tiempo me siento morir Y el viernes puedo morir Cada vez que me despierto Oh, oh, oh. 